morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today, Saul has titled the episode, Locations, Location, Location. Right. The most important part of an RPG. <laughs> no, but it is a very critical part of... Uh, well, I think you got to tell people what you're actually talking about. About role-playing games. Well, any anytime you play a role-playing game, it's usually set somewhere. A location, right? And sometimes locations can be just window dressing, they call it. Just a background for for the players to be interacting in. And sometimes it is an important part of the game. Okay. Depending on what is going on or what the game is about. I concur. So, like, for example, something like window dressing in my book would be like, I know it's a cliche and usually... Well, the tavern you meet in? Yeah. I, I was going to say usually... the. Games don't start off that way, but actually they sometimes do. And uh, the tavern, the classical D&D tavern, usually you don't have to go into too much detail about what that tavern looks like or the patrons of that tavern and stuff like that. Usually it's just a place where the players can get get around a table and talk to each other like they would do it like they are in real life and discuss what they want to do or what direction they want to go in, whether it's at the beginning of the adventure, in the middle, or at the end of the adventure. I mean, in D and D, it's the tavern. Oh, you meet in a you meet in a tavern and right. blah blah blah. But like in in Liminal, they all have like a I don't like to use the term clubhouse, but club the club. What house. do they call it? Like a a, a the clubhouse. They call it something a specific thing. I don't remember actually. I know <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I, I, you know, once you said clubhouse, that's I'm sorry, all that's, I'm that's sorry. all that's in my brain. But a meeting place. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, usually it's some sort of like clubhouse though, <laughs> treehouse maybe. <laughs> That'd be cool. So Liminal is a modern urban fantasy setting game, role playing game. So it would be different than, but I guess it's based in in Europe or specifically England. England so they would meet at a pub, maybe. Or the room behind the pub. Right, the meeting room at the pub. Yeah, or the, cool. the the meeting room at the bookstore that somebody owns. Oh yeah, that's good too. So. Those places are like window dressing for the most part, right? It's somewhere for maybe uh, not in liminal. Maybe you actually have it. You actually have your meeting, base your base, your base mapped out. Maybe you don't, but maybe in possibly, yeah. Like you know, especially if you have like this is where we keep all the guns. Yeah, especially have stuff like that, and this is the arcane library. Yes, those rare, super rare books. Exactly. So some place like that may or may not be map or detailed. It doesn't necessarily have to be mapped, but have details about it. But let's say just a place where people meet up and have a conversation about whatever. The so you consider character. those places just window dressing? That's what I call them, yes. Okay. And it, by window dressing, I mean it, you don't have to go into too much detail about what it looks like. And you don't have to go into like really detailed stuff. Because it's okay no matter what people are envisioning. It doesn't matter. Correct. So on the other hand, let's say you are... You're going to do a heist. Okay. And the heist location, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a corporate building, a Lord's Keep, or an outpost on a different planet, probably might need some details on that. A little bit more details. Well, yeah. Especially if there's going to be, like, interaction there, like <laughs> fighting or, fighting. or so, trying to discover where the... 
the treasure is. A, lo- a, a few games out there will tell you, look, you know. Like if you buy a module, a lot of the times they have maps for those correct, places. Correct. I was going to say, I was going to, I was going to counter that by citing Feng Shui that says don't use maps no matter what. <laughs> right. It, it says that. It's, I know. It's the rules. Well, Feng Shui is a, is a. But you, you do use uh, Feng Shui is one of the ones that I I have down as, as, as locations are important, maps aren't important, wow. but locations are important. Right. So I think you're right, and then that's an interesting aspect of looking at locations. Is it's important, but it doesn't necessarily have to be mapped out. Which I think a lot of people go, what? Well, Feng Shui, you're supposed to be improvise, right? right? You're supposed to look around you and use what's there. Correct. And I think what they mean by don't use maps, and this was in the first edition of the rules. I'm not about, I'm not sure about the second. I'm sure it's so integral to the rules of Feng Shui that it's probably still in the second edition. I have, I have both sets of rules. but I hate to tell you, but we still map out stuff sometimes because I, I know, know Felipe <laughs> has done it, and I know you do it too. Yes. So the idea behind Feng Shui and he, when he tells you, when the author tells you, don't map out things is because you want to use the imagination of the players to fill in the location. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's, he is Robin D. Laws is the writer. I think there's a fundamental idea that he has and it, and it rings true that when you put a map down or the GM gives a very detailed uh, description of what the place looks like, that's all there is to it. That's all that's there. And it doesn't give the players any uh, input as to what could be there, right? When you have a real detailed map of a location of a room, of a house, they're like, oh, okay, I got it. I understand what's there. And that, and then that puts that building, that location in a box. And that's all there is to it. But when you say there's no map and you're the person, the GM says, okay, it is a, and I love this I always use this uh, description in Feng Shui. Yeah, it goes, it's a construction site of a future building, but all they've dug, done is dug a hole where they've got to do with the foundation. And if the GM just says that, you're like, okay, you what don't else know, is there? You do not know what the players are going to come up yeah, with. Yeah, I don't know what the players come up with. And then and then people, and then I, I've used that location, and it it worked out so well that that's because I keep using that as a, as a reference, as, a, as an example. I hadn't thought of anything. I thought maybe, well, there'd be some... some you know, they always have those cement things in there, right? Those cement circles. Pieces. Do you mean the ones that that turn the cement? No, 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 no. They're actually like tubes of cement, and they kind of interact, interlock with each other, and they make a big tunnel. I don't know what they use them for, but there's always some at every construction site. And then there's like slabs of rebar, you know, yeah. pipe of metal, iron, and stuff. And maybe a, a trailer or somewhere they have maps and, and the, the schematics or whatever. And call. there's power tools laying around. Well. It depends on the site, but so when in my mind there's yeah, power okay. tools laying around. Right, there's going to be some power tools laying around. And in one game, somebody said, "Well, is there a uh, a, a little uh, forklift?" Yeah. I go, oh yeah, 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 sure. There's a forklift, and so they so the what it, what it does is because you're so vague, it allows the players to come up with stuff that might be there. Right. To fill in the gaps in, of your description or non-description, and I think that works really well. And it works works really well with Feng Shui. Other games possibly might work well, or maybe not to work well. Would be like, I would say, Shadowrun, right? Where 
there's some very detailed things that are usually included in a site or location, especially one there where the shadow runners, the group is trying to get into or try out to, of or try to get, you know, well, hopefully get out of, you know, whether they have to extract information or a person. That is very important to, to know what kind of security, how many cameras there are, and the locations of those cameras, blah, 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 blah. It could be a huge, long list of things. And these are all things that the players want to know because they want to be able to circumvent them. And they somehow. will ask you. <laughs> so and That's another thing is they'll ask you for those details. And if you haven't thought about it, let me tell you, players are smart. Uh, I've, I've always been... Not amazed, but I've been pleasantly surprised that players, for the most part, and I would say like 90% of the players that I played with, are pretty damn smart and clever. And they'll see a plot hole that I, that I hadn't thought of myself, like, oh, I put a camera there. They're like, why would there be a camera there? The angles are terrible. Like, I've actually had people say that to me in a game. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? They go, well, this camera covers this side, this camera covers that side. That camera, it only sees like one-fifth of what of the hallway or something. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they put a camera there. And so but the problem with that is they take an interest in that camera. Like, what, what is that camera? Is it, is it a camera? You just said there was a camera there just because, you know, there should be a camera there. Yeah, and, just and- throwing cameras <laughs> willy-nilly. And they're talking about angles and all this other stuff. Maybe it's something else. And, you know, maybe it's a... Just it's, go with it. Maybe it's a turret laser or something hidden behind the camera. So whatever. So I think... And I've run into things like that all the time where I think... I just put And if things. they think there's a, a turret laser hidden behind that camera... Well, there's now there is a... Now there is one. Yeah, yeah, I that's, mean, come I mean, on. <laughs> and that's another thing is that you use the imagination of the players against them, right? Because they... Well, you stuff. just... You, you, you allow them to <laughs> create what they want, Right. So I think that's pretty interesting. So location for me is very important for a lot of different reasons. And a lot of it for me is description, right? When you describe one, you don't necessarily have to map it out, but you have, if it's an important place or a, a place of interest, you should have a pretty good description of what it looks like. I don't know if you remember, but one year at um, Pacific Con, you and I went to a lecture on, oh, yeah. on, how, to be a, on how to be a better GM or something. Like that, yeah. And I just remember the one thing I took away from that lecture was the guy was nice. He had played for a long time. And he said, when you describe something, everybody's going to see it differently. Yeah. So if you describe it and show them a picture, any picture, like you're describing a cave and everybody has an idea of what this cave looks like. If you pull up a picture and say, this is my idea of what the cave looks like after they've all got the picture imagined it then that helps them to oh it's not a it's not a little cave it's got a big giant wide opening right so i always think that that if you can give a picture even if you just pull it up on your tablet or your phone or whatever this is and i did that recently in a shadow run game because these people want to know everything okay So I go, okay, I, I had them at a cathedral, so I found, we were in Seattle, so I found an actual cathedral in Seattle and printed it out because we were going to be playing around the table, and if I give them a picture, they can pass it around, right? Or yeah. print out. The same thing I did for the artifact that they were searching for. Right. I found an artifact, and <laughs> and then I, I printed it, and I someone took it. I lost it, but anyway, they knew what it looked like. <laughs> they want to give it back. And I still remember, and... I had, I had, I was looking for a office, an office building for okay. them, 
that the one that, that that they destroyed i was looking for an office building a complex right so i go on the internet and i couldn't find what i wanted so i just printed out something and i had passed it out to someone and then steve says to me well it would help if i knew what the office what this what this compound looked like i'm all can someone give him the picture <laughs> and they because he wanted to know the angles to come in from. Because in Shadowrun, angles are a very important thing, right? Everything's important in Shadowrun, yes. So passing out those. And then they go, well, we need to draw this. I go, go ahead. I had the map out. I always let the players draw what they're thinking, right? Instead of me doing it, because that takes my valuable brain space trying to keep up with them. So so Ian goes, okay, give me the picture. And he drew it, drew out the floor <laughs> And I go, okay, cool. So the oh, thing, oh, on on a mat. Yeah. Yes, because he took he took the picture. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He put it on the mat. He, so. he blew it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For to put figures on it. To or we dice. didn't even have figures. We well, we dice. we used little <laughs> dice. So it was it was pretty funny that location is very important, and how you present the location is part of the game, right? When when they were going to another office building, I just said it's a square office building a high rise and it's on fl floor the floor you're looking for is above 22 oh yeah, yeah yeah and then i go okay it's a square there they go what does it look like i go it has offices around the whole building and when you walk in there is a reception area and an elevator behind that that goes all the way up and down and a bank of elevators yeah you've said that and they went with it. They all kind of had an idea of what that was. Maybe they all didn't have the same idea, but they were all good with it. Until we got to right and left later on in that particular one. <laughs> and that had more to do with Kathy and Saul than anything else. Me? I had no problem with that. <laughs> I had no problem with that. You're right. I think in that instance, those are, see, in that one game, you illustrate the location in two different ways. One was a actual map of the inside, like a, what do you call it? Like a blueprint almost of the place. And the other one was just an idea. It's a tower. Like yeah. I was thinking of Nakatomi tower, right? Yeah. It was a elevator banks in the That's middle. That's so funny. Cause when, when I said it, I thought of, I thought of that tower too. <laughs> Maybe I watched that movie too many times. From Die Hard, right? Yeah. If you don't understand the, the, the reference. So, so one was a very, very detailed description. The other one was more or less a very, plain description but it was evocative of what you wanted to uh, to show everybody's been in a well right. almost everybody's been in a tall office building right or at least seen one on television yeah and blo seen it blown up on television yeah so wh when you said the tall building is just a big square slab maybe a rectangle-ish and a, the what is it the elevator banks in the middle i thought of th that movie and i thought of nakatomi plaza and i was like oh yeah yeah i could see that in and the parking garage was underneath it's it's all classic building, yeah yeah right? it's <laughs> the classic office building so i think in that sense it's you did a really good job and i think that is a sign of a pretty good gm who knows that certain things are going to be a little bit more what is it that, that that the players are going to want more detail than other ones, right? And I think when Steve goes, well, can I get like a map of it? And then he, you're like, everybody else has seen it, but him, I don't know where he was. Who knows? And then he sees, it, he goes, oh, okay, I see what's going on now. 
And we go, can we get behind it? Is there like a, a way to get to the dock area? And the map didn't have one of those, but we just said, oh, there's just a road on this side. And you're like, oh, like a little uh, access road or whatever. And, and, go, and then we're like, okay, good, good. And I think it's a very interesting that I didn't, hadn't thought of that when you when I thought of this uh, episode or the idea of locations. And I think that's why I say locations are very important because GMs fret over locations all the time as I was I was on the internet trying yeah. to find things that that would would convey where it doesn't have because locations are are generic in one sense right but they're specific in another sense yeah. that like it's a cathedral in Seattle so if you actually find a cathedral in Seattle that you can print out it gives it more gravitas than just oh yeah a, a hand-drawn cathedral right or just like uh just a, a plain description and i and that's an and i totally forgot about the cathedral instead of a a, a just a, a plain description oh it's a cathedral and instead of a a map that's kind of like a blueprint map it was just a picture and it and in each case that was all you needed right to invoke what you wanted in the minds of the players in the building the square building everybody knew what that was the research area the research building, we wanted a little bit more detail because we were thinking about infiltrating it more and it mattered more to us as players. And then the the, the picture for the thing is like, oh, okay, once we had that picture, I knew what the rest of it looked like. And I think that is what I was talking about when I came up with this idea of location is that locations, you don't have to detail everything, right? You don't have to detail every single location that they might come across. And I think that's a waste of time uh, a lot of times I run things in, in places where people know, like when I ran Monterey Dresden, I ran it on Canary Row because a lot of people go to Canary Row and because it's a tourist area. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be a perfect place to have. Uh, Especially since this is where we live, right? Strange going to on yeah. in the place where people go all the time. Yeah. Uh, or it, or maybe only have gone once. And if you don't live in California, you probably have never gone there, right? Unless you took a vacation or something. Uh, but if you're back east, there are other locations like right. that you could that you could use. I, know, I think, Manhattan. I think Monterey, Monterey gets a lot of I'm just saying people from a lot of I don't know about inside the United States, you're right. That's what I'm it's, saying because usually when we go there in the summer, it's all German tourists and <laughs> And Japanese foreign tourists. Just say foreign. They well, I say German because they're actually speaking in German. I I hear all kinds of yeah. uh, languages there. So so the reason I use I use Canary Rose because one a lot of local people have been there at least once or twice, possibly more because it's a really nice place to go, and they have a lot of. If you want to go whale watching, you go to Murray Bay. You can instead. But you go Francisco. to the wharf instead of instead of the. Yeah, but you usually head yeah. out to eat it. Yeah, Canary Row. And Canary Row itself is a is a place. The aquarium is on Canary Row, mm-hmm. right? So Bubba Gump's is Bubba, there, yeah, so, which is the boys' favorite restaurant. In I don't Monterey. know why we, they love it so much because it's like a fish place. But, well, because we've been taking them since they yeah, were little. Since they were very little. So when I base my game there, a lot of times I will just say, "Oh, it's the building next to Bubba Gump's, or it's uh, on the, the beach. Park. It's on a beach right there by." by the restaurant and stuff like that. And so they would, people would know where that was. And if they didn't, I had plenty of pictures of those locations, right? And so I would just show them what it looked like. And I didn't have any detail, like when I say, oh, it's Bubba Gump's. They're like, oh, I didn't have any detail what the place looked like inside. I just told them what it was. And they're like, okay, 
and because nothing really happened inside the uh, my idea was nothing was going to happen inside the the Bubba Gump's restaurant it's just that there was a worker that was involved in the case that the work there what it did was for for, for them the players they were able to I get it straight in their heads what they were looking at and what the place looked like. And I thought that was important. Uh, a lot of times when you describe some place that they, they've never been to, it can be a little bit hard to convey exactly what that place looks like just by words alone. And I've done that before too. But I think when it's really when you have a place that you've been to, like I was just talking, just an idea came to my head was a bookstore, right? We have several bookstores that we go to. And Jolene actually countered the idea that uh, that about the couple that we have gone to, or the few that we go to, and mentioned one from our past called uh, B. Dalton's or Walton's Books, which was in the mall, right? And that's a totally different looking bookstore than the mom and pop store uh, in downtown Campbell or the big Barnes & Noble building uh, bookstore that is uh, in San Jose, huge bookstore right so each one of those when i say bookstore which one are the players gonna imagine i don't know i there's no way i could know right and so when you come up with a location and you use a location that like that like a bookstore everybody's gonna immediately gonna kind of come up with a, a bookstore they know when you say bookstore and then you go ahead and start describing it it's good to have a very good reference of what that place looks like in your head unless you have pictures well if in whatever town you live in if you still have a bookstore you just say <laughs> hopefully it's it's like Bar the barnes and noble on stevens creek and everybody knows that right right and if they've never been there then you say you know then you can describe it to uh, in a lot of detail because you've been there many times yeah and the same thing with the uh, recycled books here in, in San Jose. They have a couple locations. And the one downtown is a very, like, it's like an old storefront type of place. It could have been a furniture store in, in previous incarnations or whatever. But it's now a little bookstore. And and if you go by the description, if I go by the description, I can describe where the, the, the science fiction and then the children's books side is and all that stuff. And where the clerks stand or where the, where the cashier is and stuff like that. When I give that description, it can be very detailed and people can see it in their mind's eye, right? And that's all I need to do. In other, in other situations, like you, you had, I, I love your, your Shadowrun game because it is, it is an example of the different types of locations and how to use them in a game. There's the, the detailed map, the picture, and just the description. I think that incorporates everything about locations that most players and GMs need to know. And when you are running the game as a as a GM, you got to figure out what locations the characters the characters the players are really going to take an interest in, and and what locations players are just going to want to know what it looks like or what it what's happening there. I remember a game, and I don't remember if it was Pathfinder or or D and D, but we were you told us we were on a road and one side had a had a hill a foresty hill and the other side had kind of went down and there was a stream and after you said that you got 20 questions from Steve and the boys so they wanted to know the slope of the hill what kind of trees what the stream was like was it a stream or was it a river and i remember you ended up having to draw it out on the map and on the on the uh, mat and you had to literally 
explain everything because they knew that there there was an ambush coming <laughs> and they wanted to know exactly what was going on, right? <laughs> so it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes that road and what's surrounding it is a very important location, whether it is or not, whether you're just driving through or... Well, let me tell you, after all that work, there's going to be a goddamn ambush there. <laughs> <laughs> they they brought upon themselves. Now, I have no recollection of that. Uh, this is pretty funny. There may or may not have been an ambush there. I don't remember already planned. Um, you, know, you say there was, so I probably did. And the fact that I must have, what is it, uh, forecasted it or, or played, you know, they played my hand because you're right. I do remember a situation where they kept asking me more details and I tried to explain it more. And, I'm, and I remember just getting frustrated and go, okay, I'll just put it on the map. Matt, or they may have suggested it. They did, and, and they started drawing it out, yes. Yeah, well. The boys love to draw. Some of the boys. Augustine doesn't love to draw. Yeah. Ian loves to draw. And, yes. And then when they started asking about the slope of the hill, I go, oh, man, we're going to have to run up that hill. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it, that was funny. I don't remember that game, and I don't remember what, what was the, the... I don't either. I just remember the, the locations part, the, the idea yeah. that... that Everybody sees the location differently, right? Saul just says you're going down a road and there's a mountain on one side and a stream on the other. It goes down to a stream on the other, yeah. And everybody everybody has a different idea and they want to know the kind of trees, the, the slope of the hill, how much cover how my, what, where there's cover and all that other stuff, right? Well, when we were coming down, that's pretty uh, funny because now that I think about it, I think about when we were coming back from Yosemite and we came down. When we came down, yeah. we were following the... Was it the was that the it's Madrid, the... not Madrid River? What's that called? <laughs> Madrid. I, I can't. It starts with an M. Anyway. Anyway, that that river, and you're right. We're coming out. It basically was just following the river, the yeah. road, and there was a mountain on one side, and it was a steep mountain. It wasn't like no climate really, and uh, and then it, it, and then there was the road, and then off the other side of the road, it just went down again into the stream of the. Uh, it was a river. Yes. Merced River, yes. I believe it is called, not Madrid. <laughs> might be, might be a different <laughs> continent. But the Merced River, and I never knew that it was like there was a river there, and it was pretty. It was a nice river uh, at the time. We were still in the drought, but now it probably has a lot more water in it. Well, yeah, because of the snow melt. Yeah, <laughs> so, so there's actually snow and uh, there's water in it. But it, I can just imagine how pretty it looks. But uh, that would have been a perfect location. But in my mind's eye, but I didn't have that. And it's just funny that I mentioned that and, or you mentioned that and it brought me to that visually the, yeah, yeah. into that. And that's probably what I was thinking of. Probably not such a steep uh, mountain. Yeah. That would have been a hard mountain to, yeah, go up. to climb. But uh, I like the idea that, that they were kind of uh, what is it? Uh, suspicious of the situation. Cause I guess I hadn't described roads too much to them. And I think that's pretty interesting that, that they came up with this idea that something was going to happen because I was giving them a description of the road they were on. Yeah. That, that, that fact alone gave them a little bit, gave them, made them a little suspicious. And I think that's what happens sometimes is that, especially if as a GM, I was very, uh, what is that, uh, transparent when I would do that, right? If I would just always describe stuff, it wouldn't it wouldn't raise the red flag as, oh, something's going to happen here because Saul's describing something. If I described, you know, the roads and the, the fauna all the time, they're like, oh, okay. They're like, then they might, you know, dance and skip right into my trap. But that didn't happen, and I wasn't, I wasn't that type of GM. I think uh, as a GM, we should be a little bit more descriptive in a lot of things that may seem... Uh, 
not important simply to throw them off because like you're right because if when i was describing something like oh why is he this and it, and it happens all the time is it's not like i'm the only one that's ever suffered from this there there's, there's this idea that anytime a, a gm describes something or has a map there's going to be an encounter <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i remember it was funny because i was running a game uh at the convention at pacific con uh what is it called uh low life 20 2090 and one of the players this lady mentioned that if everything in the in, in the adventure because I told him it was a published adventure if everything in the adventure was including what I said did I make something up up, up make some one of the a few of the encounters up I said no everything was in there I go why did you ask he goes well sometimes you would have a map and sometimes you wouldn't I'm like oh I go well the, what what happened was is that sometimes they included the map but sometimes they didn't and I think a lot of times what happened was they made an issue out of a certain location where the people who made the adventure didn't think there was going to be any issue there. Well, that's but that's that's the the fun part about role playing, right? You never know what the the players are right. going to have their characters Correct. do. And it was funny because like I had a I had a mat underneath the because uh, I basically yeah. made copies of these maps that they came in with the adventure, and I would throw the map down and we just point to where they wanted. And then other time, well, like at the apartment that wasn't there wasn't a map of i had to draw it out on a on a on a mat and so she, she was questioning whether those were included in the adventure or did i just make them up like no they're included in the adventure but they didn't give me a map because that would have been a lot of pages and i'm guessing and she goes oh i thought it was interesting it goes it goes did you really and i go and i never thought of players being that oh, i don't know what you would call that uh observant well there's observant but they're also like outside observant right it's not the characters observing right it is the player it's metagame metagaming right and i thought it was very interesting and i think uh, a clue that she wanted a clue into what was in the game and what was i was i making up stuff and i think i I was uh, that's an interesting question yeah and another thing is the, the only thing they didn't ask me about was whether i had invented this uh a burger place across the street that had cameras and because the place that they were investigating, uh, they wanted more information of. And and had you invented the burger place across the street? Yes, because there was no burger place. There was nothing across the street that the, that the adventure included. But they wanted uh, a, a view. video of yeah. the area. And, of course, the, the the one they were investigating didn't, didn't suppose we didn't have video, and and which was a lie. But... They wanted video, and I'm like, well, what, what's what? They go, what? They go, they asked me, like, what's across the street? Maybe they have video, uh, you know, a security camera. And I'm like, oh, it's a burger place. And they go, what's the name of the burger place? I'm like, fudge. I go, uh, flipping burger. And then, and then, I, and then they're, they're going, okay, we're going to go in there. And so then, then it became a thing, right? I'm like, oh, shoot. So they're like, so then I was like, being really saucy i was like man you guys are making me come up with stuff right so i made the the place they're supposed to be rude and surly that's the whole we're gonna talk to somebody well i go it's it's a burger place you know okay we're gonna order something so they go i go okay you guys go up to the counter okay what do you want on your flipping burger i go do they actually say that yeah are you asking me and then the good person goes hey did you hear what I said? What do you want your flipping burger? There's a line behind you, and so they're like, okay. So then they, they and but they remembered the name of the place, which I thought was funny, and they never questioned me whether that was part of the adventure. That <laughs> <laughs> so was totally made up, and then, so they got a video of the place, right, of the front, and they got a little bit more information about 
about who was going in and out to that place. So they created a location. So they created a location simply by asking me what's across the street. And I'm thinking, well, what is across the street? And I just threw that out there. And it was kind of funny because like then then they were always joking about the flipping burger because they thought it was funny. And it was something that I had just done up off the cuff. And never did they question me about whether it was part of the adventure or not a part of the adventure because they got a lot of information out of it. And uh, another thing I thought was is that on the fly when they were like trying to get more information, how to get information. And it was in the, in the scenario, there was a couple of ways to get it, but I couldn't get them to do it. I couldn't ah. figure out how to get them to that point. That that's that when that, when it's adventure. a, when it's yes. a written adventure that you haven't, because usually when you do an adventure, you kind of let the player figure out how, how they're going to figure it out. Right. But if it's written down, sometimes it's a little bit hard to. Right. And I, and I was very, I was due to the game. I was like, this is like a brand new game that had come out and it was the first time running it. And, but it went off really good. It was really smooth. I think Felipe, Mike, and a couple other people, this lady and a guy were playing and they played the game really well and it went off really well. And I had a fun time running it. And I was like, that location just popped up. There was the location to, where the, mm-hmm. the adventure took place well, across the street, which led to another place, which led to another place. But I thought it was interesting that the, player figured out well there's no maps in certain places and there's maps in other places I wonder what's going on there and see the so so locations are important whether you're and i think it's i think it's a good idea you were saying that feng shui tries to not put the location into a box right well you can yeah. have it drawn out but you know if they're looking for a secret room or something then you got to give it to them right <laughs> well, it depends they, what it is but yes you know different things like that there's I just think that 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 gives the players a chance to to create in the world, right? Right. Yeah, I think in a, and what Feng Shui tries to do is that it uses it for cinematic purposes, yes. right? Like like a John Wick movie or any action Hong Kong movie or any big action movie. Is there a chandelier? Oh, yeah, there's a chandelier. Of course there is. They're okay. going to swing from the chandelier. There's no like question as to why would this place have a chandelier, yeah. right? And then if you go to like a hotel lobby, a lot of times they'll have like some sort of, not a lot of times, a few times they'll have some sort of art. Yeah. I forget what lobby it was. Oh, it was a hospital. They have this like glass, hand-blown glass art. I think you're thinking about the Bellagio and... and uh, no, it looks like that, okay. but it's the one, I've never been to it, but the the hospital in uh, Mountain View where ah. I take her mom for the heart thing. They have this really like really weird looking glass structures and mm-hmm. hanging from the ceiling, which I'm thinking probably not a blessed place to hang glass <laughs> in the earthquake zone, but hey, whatever. And, but it's really neat, right? It's just really pretty. I don't know if you could swing from it. Uh, I think they're they're on poles, but you can put them on. Uh, you don't want glass swinging. So it would be on poles, you know, like stationary poles. But anyway, so you can like do something with that. But but I think players, when, when they are able to come up with stuff and insert it into the game and it's plausible, you know, uh, well, inside of a hotel lobby, it's just not a bulldozer or something right, like that. Right. But if it's plausible, then I think that makes them a little bit excited about playing in your game. The one thing I like about Feng Shui is if you, if you lose your gun or you run out of bullets, there's always another gun. Because... Well, yeah, you just drop ten bad guys. There's got to be a good exactly. Story. So you learn from the movies that as you go, you just pick up another gun and you keep going, right? Right. And I wouldn't worry about lo- running out of bullets. No, uh, not in Feng Shui. 
Yeah. Well, there there are gun- out, you kind of run out of bullets, but yeah, it's it's usually in a big cinematic way. Yes. But in other in other games, you have to keep track of all your bullets. Right. right. Which I like. The thing I like about Feng Shui is you don't have to do that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> so locations are important for every game. Uh, different locations have a different amount of detail that you need, and like I said, I can't. Uh, your your one scenario that you ran is very illustrative of the different types of detail that you could have, and different levels of detail that players need. Sometimes they need a lot or want a lot, and sometimes they just could use with a verbal description. Sometimes a picture will do. And I think I've done that in the past. I haven't thought about it, but I've done that in the past when I was wearing Monterey Dresden, and when I didn't think about it, something that was like, I didn't want to verbally describe it. I just took a picture of places, and this is what it looks like. This is the beach where it's at. This is the park where something something happened. This is the tree that the car hit. And and it gives them a, a... a real life view of what how big the tree is, how far it is from where the next accident took place, and stuff like that. Because it was this chain of reaction. I think any kind, any time you use photos or your tablet or your computer, or you know, give them a video, they always say a picture is worth a thousand words. That's true, and it really is because you can't describe everything in that picture, uh, or it's going to take you an hour too, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, in an instant too, that, that you can relay that kind of information to five players yeah and it only takes a couple seconds yeah they all are going to see what they see and they all might have different idea about what it what's inside the cathedral right but this gives them like a little framework right very good so i really like the idea of locations i really like the idea of using them for different purposes and different levels of details depending on what's going to happen or what do you want to happen in that place so there you go. Hopefully Saul's giving you ideas of different kinds of locations to use in your and how to use them in your game. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. And you have a good day.